What's going on, Trophy Kids? We've got an awesome show for you. We are talking about this past weekend's games, giving a quick recap on the big ones. Then we're going over our bets and picks for this week. And we are breaking down our top 10 for college football. It's a good one. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is October, November, geez, the 13th, Friday the 13th. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing well. I wish I could tell you because it's Friday the 13th in 2020, but not yet. So nothing bad has happened yet. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, bad has messed... happened? Huh? You mean to you, nothing bad has happened yeah. to you yet. Nothing <laughs> bad has happened on this Friday the 13th because gotcha. we're recording on the 12th. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. His, his math checks out. <laughs> it is technically Thursday. Know. <laughs> well, you're he's, listening to this, ladies and gentlemen. He's now jinxed the, the hell out of our day, but <laughs> yeah, we tomorrow's be. about to be a nightmare for us. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for throwing that one out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I already messed up the intro, but we've got some stuff to talk about. You know what I was thinking this week, though, on a non-football-related conversation? Uh-oh. I think I might become a robe guy. I've been thinking about it hard. Do either of you own a robe? Nah. Sure do. Do you wear it? Uh, about twice a year. I feel like right. robe people are just like a like a more relaxed group of individuals. Like they're just my like wife may wear her robe every day. Who? My wife may wear her robe every day. And it just yeah. feel more relaxed. My girlfriend wears her robe often as well. And are they more relaxed than you are per se? I mm, generally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I might be. Now, I will robe. say this, Nate. When I go to a hotel and there's a robe there, I immediately put it on. So that I never yes. do. I, like I was thinking about, it, I was like, I feel like people that wear robes are just more relaxed. I need a little bit more chi in my life. I feel like I'm a little too too high strung right now. I mean, now there's that you bring a lot this up, Nate. Huh? Now that you bring this up, Nate, where did you have this thought? I was just hanging around, like on a. I, I was drinking like my coffee. I was, what day was it? I want to say it was like Tuesday or something. I don't well, remember. But at what point did robe pop into your mind? Is what I want to know, Nate. Oh, it was in the morning. It was a little. It was a little okay. cool. It was a little colder in the house, and it was I was a little like, in the house." And yeah. You, you figured. And I just I woke up in sort of a bad mood, and I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be robe. nice to put on like a like a nice fluffy robe, drink my coffee. Have like my left testicle hang out on my shorts, just relax, not a care in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's what I think robe dudes do, and just like read the paper or something. Not read the paper, read the internet. But I'm not 50, yep. but yeah, like I was thinking, it'd be nice to be a robe. You dude. know, I, I would own... like to go back to the day of paper, coffee, front porch, and robe. Uh, that feels that like getting up a little too early, but sounds pretty good. <laughs> that... I'm on a, I'm a pass on that for <laughs> a bunch of reasons. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I was thinking about. I was like, I'm going to run it by this group because, I don't know, I felt like somebody might own a robe in this group, but apparently not. Well, Tim does, but. I do. If you want a robe, I implore you to get one. All right, well, Mm -hmm. let's move on and actually talk about some sports because that is why the people come here. Or more robe talk. Or more robe talk, I guess. I'll, when I invest in one, I'll let you know. I feel like I'm going to get embroidered, too. I feel like that's also the move. <laughs> Mine is embroidered. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the move. I feel like that's a Christmas gift that I can ask my mom, and she'd be very delighted to get oh, me. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel absolutely. like, yeah. I feel like that's good. gifts. Yeah, I feel like that's a good mom gift because she's mm. always just like, what do you want for Christmas? And I don't have an answer at at this age of my life, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> Give me money. Give me cash. I guess. Yes. Right. Um. But yeah, robe will be. I'll throw that on the list this year. I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated on the robe talk. Um. But gentlemen, we got to talk about something serious here. Yes. On Saturday, Nothing I bad happened on Saturday. I was driving back from Indianapolis. At I arrived to my friend's house, who's having an outdoor like barbecue. Football fest, as he refers to it. He's a Notre Dame fan for the Clemson game. And when I arrived, on the scoreboard, out of the corner of my eye, I happened to see Illinois putting what I could only describe, or not Illinois, Iowa, geez, Iowa. Iowa, An absolute WWE-style smackdown. Gentlemen, what happened? Fellas, what's going on? On the other screen. 
I saw an absolute WWE SmackDown of Indiana and Michigan. That was what I saw. I did. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I was. Can we just... talk about how many lopsided games there were on Saturday? Did I? Oh. Did I not say that was probably going to happen when I looked at the board? I was like, I feel like every one of these lines is either going to be spot on or the most out of this world off one side or the other. I walked into my friend's garage and his dad immediately turned out and was like. How about Indiana over here? I was like, I know, I called that. Like, we all called that on the pod, that they're a mm-hmm. solid program. But your boys, I mean, I know we're trying to avoid the subject, but... We are avoiding the subject. What the hell happened? Um, well, what had happened was... <laughs> right. Um, let's just say, I'm going to say Michigan State's going from week to week. They take one week off, they play another week. They take one week off, they play another week. Because I don't... This we we can talk about this later, but this line against Indiana smells fishy to me. Yeah, I am I'm inclined to agree with Tim here. I think there is no read on this Michigan State team. That they're gonna come in and they're gonna play whatever football they're gonna play that day and we just have to sit back and watch it. Um I think for this Indiana <clears throat> game though, Michigan State both in basketball and in football, but more particularly in football, it does like to play the spoiler. And since Indiana is kind of in the driver's seat with Ohio State's game canceled, Michigan State could spoil Indiana's uh, hopes to go undefeated until they meet Ohio State. Like, if you watch that game, you I would did. think Indiana would be a, I don't know, 20-point favorite at a minimum, especially with all the money still pouring in on Michigan State now and the line hasn't moved but the uh, i mean i think the line hasn't moved because indiana doesn't play defense that's fair but i mean so i does michigan state play offense because yeah didn't look like it on saturday ricky Ricky white ricky white plays offense not many other people do yeah (laughs) i was gonna say i looked at that box score and whoo i was expecting a nice 14 17 type game I almost had the damn over itself. I think they ended up maybe getting the over by themselves, but um, yeah, that offense. They did because I think it was forty six and a half. I want to say that sounds about right. Yeah, that yeah. offense was looking. That, that number checks out. I mean, that <laughs> line. A couple things happened, right? That line didn't hold up, and when it did hold up, uh, we missed either we did a really bad throw or the running back missed the hole. It. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for Michigan State. And Rocky looked hurt. Yeah, Rocky, I don't know why we kept him out uh, At least I some. hope – at least I kind of hope he was hurt because he played really bad. He needs a, an excuse. I don't hope – I don't hope he was hurt to, like, um, wish any evil on him, but I hope he was playing through an injury. Put that evil yeah. on me, and Ricky the, Bobby. The, <laughs> the other thing, just looking ahead a bit and avoiding this Iowa conversation that Nate keeps trying to – bring us into uh <laughs> indiana and michigan state are pretty evenly matched when we're talking about yards per game like indiana averages 339 yards michigan state average 368 we rush 78 they rush 89 uh and we're about the same in average passing yards so that might be another reason that line isn't moving these are these teams on paper at least match up really well yeah i have this game on my card, I think when I look at it, I go, well, you're never as good as your best win, and you're never as bad as your best (laughs) loss. You're usually just somewhere in between. But Michigan State, I mean, you looked bad against Rutgers with the seven turnovers. You looked great against Michigan, but as we found out, Michigan's sort of fraud city. And then you looked absolute trash against Iowa. So if I'm going in the middle, it doesn't look good. And on the other side, you got Indiana – who looked good, but not also against bad teams. Not as bad as Rutgers bad, but Penn State isn't as what they thought we thought they were. Rutgers is they're a solid team, I would say, but nothing crazy. And Michigan's bad, which we're going to get to John Harbaugh here in a second because Jim. Jim. Jim, sorry. <laughs> John's a good coach. John's yeah, a John, very Jim good coach. John just wins stuff. Yeah, Jim might, I got to say, after that loss, he, it's, it's time to go. Um but, the other thing we have to talk about with Iowa is there was no way they were going to go 0-3, right? 
No, yeah. That, that was the, I think, mm-hmm. and I hate to do this cliche, but like, I'm sure mm-hmm. Iowa went in there like, we have to win this game. And then Michigan State just rolled over. Yeah. Yeah, I they think did. It must be, <clears throat> it must be tougher. I'm, I'm hoping this is the case that it's tougher with a new coach to kind of control the highs and the lows of a team's emotions. Um, yeah. So that's why I still have. At the end of the day, the season ended for me when we beat Michigan. Yeah, with a too. with a with a new coach and a, and a resounding season answer. and a very weird season. So um, when that happened, the season kind of ended for me. So whatever happens is uh, I'll wait till next year to worry about what's going on with this team. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> the Michigan game is still a good win for y'all, but Jim Hardball, or yeah, Jim you got Hardball. it right this time. Yep. And Michigan, they're in a bad spot. That's a bad football team. They are limping to the finish line at this point. And they should I, not be one and two. Yeah, I agree. I don't know how you look. Like we said it last week, when I was looking at that game, I was like, "This is the the uh, Michigan get right game." Essentially, like they can either come in and get right against Indiana, or it ends their season. And I think it ended their season because I don't know how if you're a Michigan player, you lose to Indiana like that, you lose to Michigan State the week before, how you come back and finish out the season strong, especially when Jim is not looking like a good head coach. Like the decisions he is making are not good. (laughs) Yeah, I've been saying this for a long time. That dude looks lost. He he looks out in space. He does not seem all there mentally. And I keep going back to that Amazon series that I watched where he just looked out in space, sounded out in space. And then he brought in his brother for one pep pep talk before a game. And he was all there. It was like wild. I didn't realize how night and day somebody could sound versus their own brother. So every time you bring up this, this documentary I always think about or this series I always think about oh weird things that happen like them I think they spell Rochester wrong in that thing (laughs) but there's a part where he goes up to I can't remember I think it's a special teams player and he's like this was my old room when I when I was here at the University of Michigan and that kid could not be more unenthused about sleeping in (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean, that's the Michigan prestige sort of wearing off. Like, some kids might find that, like, if you went to, like, Alabama and Nick Saban was like, I used to live here, they'd probably be a little bit more pumped. But, like, that's that that's that Michigan prestige getting wiped off real quick. And it's wild because they still have the arrogance, too, when you saw uh, oh. Joe Milton go up to the press conference and say, who's, who's that for Antoine Simmons, who's the starting middle linebacker who played his ass off in the game and just whooped your ass up and down. There's a lot of fan bases that need to check them, check themselves in college football, especially because they haven't been relevant in more than a decade. You can lump like Tennessee in there with them. You could lump South Carolina. In. No, they're not that as arrogant, but like there are equivalents across the board that you're just like, what are you talking about? You haven't been relevant in decades. Texas, Texas. Yeah. They're <laughs> another one that needs to get their priorities straight. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Michigan's schedule. They got Wisconsin this week, which we'll talk about here later. They got Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. They're looking to be lucky to get three game, three wins here this season, I think, with the way this schedule's looking and how teams are playing. Like, there's – Yeah. They get think, lucky to get three wins. I think Michigan State and Michigan are going to end with very similar records at the end of this year. And I would love nothing more. <laughs> um. Another game that was impressive this week, and I think we should talk about this before we get into the COVID and the games of this week or this past week, Notre Dame-Clemson. How awesome was it to have that game actually live up to the hype? Because on paper, or I shouldn't say on paper, going into it, I think everybody was excited for it, but we know all the time there are big games slated that do not live up to the hype, and this game lived up to the hype. Even without Trevor Lawrence, which I, I do have... Like, I think if he was in the game, that's a different ball game because um, there were some sh- throws that were missed that I don't think he would have missed or reads that he missed. But all credit to Notre Dame. They absolutely showed the nation that they this is not an underrated team. 
like I said before, I think this is the best Notre Dame team that there's been in years. Dante, you pointed out this game is going to solidify them in the ACC, and I think it sort of has. Like, mm-hmm. you can't leave now. Um, but hell of a football game. I mean, absolutely great football game. It yeah, was so, wild. Yeah, Tim and I were watching it, and um, I was just like, oh, we're not going to play any defense in this first quarter. And <laughs> then the top came off. <laughs> yep. Um, it was imp- – I mean, and part of it was – like, the defenses are good. I think it was just, like, the level yeah. of play and execution was so good that it, like, even the best, like, the best defenses usually can't hold against the offenses that are executing at a high, high level. And that's what you got there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the tackling wasn't great at times. Like, I remember watching some plays where it looked like Notre Dame hadn't had a tackling drill in months. Um, and you could say the same thing for Clemson at times. But, like, mm-hmm. the old lines were yeah. blocking super well. Quarterbacks were executing well. Running backs were reading their blocks. I mean, wide receivers out there making plays. It was it was high-level football, which was awesome to see. Yeah, so it was a great refreshing. It, it like, brought you back to actually watching college football again, too, because you haven't had, like, a big-time game like that that actually lived up to the hype in a little while. And to see those two go, and the game didn't, like, go in spurts either. It was, like, evenly matched throughout the entire thing. It wasn't like a team had to make a run to make a comeback. It was like you were just glued to the TV the entire time. Yeah, and you knew it was going to come down to whoever made a mistake first. Whoever mm-hmm. did the mistake first, yep. that was the person, that was the team that was going to lose. And it's a big win for Notre Dame because, well, obviously, because they haven't had a win like that in decades. But it does, I think, help wash out because I think we all fall victim somewhat because we think about like their when they played Alabama in the national champion, they got wiped up the floor with them, um, and then the time they made the playoffs, they got absolutely destroyed um, unfairly. I think we we think of them like that. What happens Happens to the best of us? Yeah, it does. Sometimes it happens against Alabama in the playoffs. Yeah, (laughs) and and uh, Brian Kelly has been great against ranked opponents, but in with even with Trevor Lawrence and I, like I said, I'm pissed at myself because going into this game, I called, I didn't call it perfectly, but I was like, I think Notre Dame covers here, Clemson wins, and of course had a couple cold ones in me. Close to game time, I then go flip completely to Clemson, which really wasn't really wasn't a great way to end the night. And then I then I doubled down in the game at points, so it wasn't. I had such a good weekend though that I ended up still making money on the weekend. But it it was it turned bloody very quickly for my uh, my bankroll for a second there. I see, I see one of our buddies got to you. Yes. You really yes, wanted yes. to root against them hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, the one thing that Clemson has to do here is they have to get better at um, running the ball because uh, Notre Dame was all over them trying to get that ball uh, from between or between the tackles, and they they could Clemson couldn't nothing. They ended the game with thirty four rushing yards. Yeah, and. I definitely agree with that. I think Notre Dame's defense is is very good that they proved that. I think the other problem is, I think, which wasn't a great because he ended up playing very well, I think there was a bit of a lack of respect for, I cannot pronounce his name, but the Clemson oh, yeah. quarterback. Because um, I think if Trevor's in there, I think there's a little bit more respect to the passing. Because there was a couple times, um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was late in the game, and there was a dude running up the seam, and he just completely missed him on the read. Like, didn't even look his way, and he was streaking down the field. Um, so I think that was part of it. But, yeah, it wasn't the best game for ETN in that run, in the run scheme offensively, which I think will get better. Um, I have a feeling this game's going to look a lot different in the ACC tournament, or the ACC championship. Um, but it's... <clears throat> It's a solid win for Notre Dame, and it puts them, and you said this last week, Dante, and I think it's 100% true, and we're starting to see coaches, um, or or, uh, what's-his-face that uh, Pitt was talking about it. um, Narduzzi. Narduzzi. Um, How you can't, like, stop doing Notre Dame favors. They're either in the conference or they're out of the conference, and I think this definitely makes them go in the conference. (laughs) They're already there for basketball and whatever else they're there Everything for. Else. So why why not? Everything I, but football. Yeah, this this makes no sense. They should be there for football. They can keep their little NBC contract. It seems to be working fine now. So why wouldn't it work fine afterwards? Like it. I agree. I I think you the ACC's just got to say you can keep the the NBC contract as is until it expires. Um, <clears throat> but 
you're in the conference or you're out. And it's it's a How win-win. does it hurt Notre Dame? I guess losing the con the TV contract. Yeah, that is, that thing is yeah, that's massive. Big, that's the big. Yeah, <laughs> but you a, can't tell me that NBC execs are gonna be like, well, you're in ACC, so we don't want to hold. I think it's know. the other way around. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that they're like allowed in the ACC with the because ESPN um, has rights the way to that the ACC. The, yeah, ESPN has all the rights to all the ACC games, so I don't. No, that, that contract talks. works. Some, so they'll figure something. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but it's a win-win for the ACC because it bolsters their roster. Oh, I mean, because yeah. that that conference football-wise is, it's not deep, and they need another kind of big team in there to help. It helps both Clemson and Notre Dame, um, from that perspective, especially getting into the playoffs. Um, so I think you have to lock them in. Yeah, just tell ESPN they don't get Notre Dame games. They weren't getting them before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing has changed. Yeah. Them before, just so. tell them that and say, you know what? If you don't agree to it, the ACC is going to NBC soon. <laughs> just yeah, work right. with the that. Yeah. NBC, which I guess could happen too, right? I could. I possibly once. I'm not. I don't know nearly enough about how those contracts work. I just know it's a large. Well, I'm a lawyer, change. and let me tell you how they work. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Disclosure, he is not a lawyer. I don't need <laughs> lawsuits that in my There is life. no legal advice given in this podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about this weekend. I think before we talk about this weekend, though, we have to talk about what is going on in college football because it is. What happened? It's not looking good. COVID is, go figure, a problem. Um, right it's now, there, yeah, there are 10 teams postponed or, or 10 games postponed or canceled eight are postponed two are canceled that includes the ohio state maryland game um which makes this slate of this weekend games the slate isn't very good um but this is a this is a problem and the sec luckily kind of foresaw this to a point and has built into their schedule a way for teams just to be able to postpone and play later i mean we're going to be playing sec football probably right up to the new year um but they built it into their schedule. The Big Ten really shot themselves in the foot, so they're having to cancel Ohio State, Maryland. It's it feels like we're almost teetering on losing potentially college football because the country is slowly progressing into enormous numbers daily, and it's running rampant through college programs. I mean, we got ten well, games canceled right now or postponed. Yeah, I think one thing because there obviously no pro no conference wants to cancel their programs, but I think one thing that gives um, the conference is solace is the the playoff committee recently came out and said they're going to evaluate the games that the teams play because yeah. they're taking into account that team that games have to be canceled for because of COVID and that's neither team's fault. Um, so they're going to take that into consideration. Does that hurt? Or that definitely hurts, I guess, your smaller conferences. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day. Uh, also, the playoff committee said we will have the playoffs when it makes sense, which I don't really know what that means because I feel like TV contracts, again, to bring those back up, would have to be inked sometime soon here. So, Yeah, I, I it's going to be – I think they'll eventually – I said this at the beginning of the season. I think the playoff will have to eventually be moved back. But until they do that, the Big Ten is in a rough spot because if Ohio State keeps losing games here – and it's not Ohio State's – fault and it's not Maryland's fault but Maryland is the one that has the issue so that's why they're canceling the game but how can you judge an Ohio State team who ha potentially might not play all that many games versus an undefeated UC or an undefeated BYU or you know a one loss Notre Dame and a one loss Clemson if Clemson wins in the ACC championship and then you also have the SEC champion like it the, Whoever brings in more fans. That's I, that's a, I know that's how they're going to do it, but it's that's a raw deal. And all because the Big Ten just took forever to come back. Hey, hey, hey. They were worried mm. about their players. Well, that's... They're the only conference that went with player safety, Nate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we, we should players. For a minute. They put player safety above everything else. And I guess... Ignore all the messaging that Kevin Warren put out, but... <laughs> Well, that, I think, bring, brings us to uh, a good point around this. In no way, shape, or form am I blaming the football programs for this. This is not because of football. This is because administrator in colleges decided to have kids back, and Halloween wasn't all that long ago. And then you also saw it in the Notre Dame game where you had an entire 
student section in the stadium, of course they rush the field. They're 18 to 21-year-old drunk kids. Like, what did you expect was going to happen? What did you expect when you decided to have in-person classes and you have weekends like Halloween on the calendar? Like, kids are going to be kids, and it's the adults in the room have handled this terribly, which just kind of fits in with our country and the LSU is the LSU cancellation is contributed to or attributed I should say to a Halloween party yes so (laughs) it's not so much like the fear of like oh like it's going to spread rampant because of playing football games isn't so much the case because college kids are being college kids while at college and you have Mm -hmm. all these kids at your university right now and you saw with the Notre Dame game like I don't blame I mean I do the students deserve some blame, but it's like a very small smidge. It's the administrator's fault. What did you? No, yes, the administrator's What did you fault. think oh, was going to happen? The administrator's fault. Yeah, when you sure they packed the stadium some with students them. there, but not packing the stadium. I mean, they didn't pack it, but it was no, full. but it was full. Like from uh, from it only giving full, tickets it wasn't just to students. students. <laughs> yeah, like it didn't look like it was just students. I didn't think Notre Dame had that many kids on their campus, but maybe. Maybe I don't remember. No, was it Notre Dame one of those schools that didn't really change anything when Maybe the kids they... were coming back? Um, oh, I don't remember. I think they, they canceled classes at one point. They they like did have weeks. to shut it down for a little bit. And they might have let I don't forget. I think at some point in the season they were going to let people back into the stadium like a certain amount, but I thought they were still doing students. I might be well, wrong I, on that, but I also think that people thought that by now we would have at least some control over the pandemic and if you've been paying attention to any news, you know that we are trending in the wrong way. And so people are trying to plan for a pandemic that we really frankly frankly don't really understand. Yeah, and I that's my fear right now. Like we're gonna get to the games here in a second because even though it's a bad slate, I'm about to soak it up in because it does feel like football is just trying to push through everything, but like it feels like because the country's slipping out of control with this and it's running rampant through colleges, we might be borderlining on maybe I'm not gonna say a outright cancellation, but potentially a, a postponement of major football. Yeah. And I think the Pac-12 will just shut down if if that happens. But <laughs> yeah, there's first week back. Yeah, we're weird. We're also we're also in this week is... eleven, and we've got what the Pac-12 on their second week, the Big Ten on their fourth week, fifth week, fourth, fourth. fourth. You got the SEC. I don't know where now. Eleven <clears throat> weeks in or whatever. It's it's weird. It's weird. We're in a weird spot. This we're is the other place where like the NCAA, if it was a stronger force in football as, or as strong a force as it is in football as it is in basketball, they could step in and do some like universal stuff. But they're not either. They're letting these conferences just run their own thing. It, that is Cause that's how they've always operated because yeah. that's where the money is. The money is getting paid directly to the conferences, not to the NCAA. So, I mean, money talks. and. Yeah. Unfortunately, geographic locations talk, and some are handling it much different than others. Yeah. Yeah. It- also, what happens if uh, you know a state goes into shelter in place? Like my city just went to shelter in place, but what if governors do that? Then does that mean that team doesn't play? Probably. They were actually fine because uh, um, Washtenaw County went into shelter in place right before the um, right before the Michigan game. So mm-hmm. right before That's the true. Michigan game. And they were able to still play the game at U of M. They were just bust immediately in and out of the of the county. That makes sense. Yeah, and uh, you hit on the good point there, Dante, too, because it, it the Power Fives. It's weird because the NC in all other sports, the NCAA runs those sports, and the Power Fives run football. They essentially hire the NCAA as a mall cop. Um, <laughs> but because they all have their own different policies and procedures, we're seeing. It's just like in the United States, like every state has a different policy and procedure and there's no general guidelines. And that is causing chaos across the college football sphere. Um, Mm. And that's a problem. I thought you you were about to say, and that's causing chaos in our current political. (laughs) (laughs) We're just diving straight in. (laughs) Welcome to Excuse My Politics. This is a new podcast. (laughs) Mid switch. Record scratch. You, on you thought you were about bit. to get some gambling picks this weekend? Psych! We're switching this up. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and best case in point, Wisconsin Big Ten, which kind of gets us into this games this weekend. Best game on the schedule, possibly, I guess, when I'm looking at the board. Michigan State, Indiana, clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, Purdue, uh, Northwestern. That, in my oh, yes. brain, I immediately go, oh, no. But it's honestly the best football game probably this weekend, matchup-wise. Um, and Virginia Tech, Florida. Or Miami. Miami. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one. All right, let's just get into the games there. We can start with that line. That line, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, wh- what is happening? Vegas what, knows something. What do you do here? Vegas knows something, and I don't love the idea of going against them because who puts Virginia Tech after the Liberty loss and a defense that all season long doesn't look like they could stop a nosebleed um, as the favorite against number nine Miami? I know Miami struggled offensively and defensively at times, but like, how is this a thing? Well, it might be I don't a thing. Understand. I was hearing that eighty percent of the money is on this, on um, Miami. Miami and the line hasn't moved. Yeah. Well, it might be That's another scary. another thing with uh, Michigan State and Indiana, where these two teams on paper are very evenly matched. Yeah, but it's like Virginia Tech offensively Virginia is Tech good, is but their defense is bad, horse, bad, bad. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I use this analogy on the pick two. They look like a toddler who just got a hold of their dad's whiskey cup. And it ain't going to be pretty. Like, that's how bad that defense is. Um, they are, they're stumbling through games. Like, just the defense alone. They let up 300 or 460 yards a game. That's astounding to me. <laughs> um, 31 points. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think I, like, this is not on my card, but I think I have to pick. Miami. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. No. Virginia Tech. You have to. You I have know to. I have to because Vegas, Vegas is... tells you you have to. I know, but my this brain, is... like, I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, their defense is so bad. I can't justify it in my brain. Nate, this is like looking at a bear trap and thinking, ah, that's really not a bear trap. I'll stick my foot in it. I was about... No, that's like looking at a bear trap, say, I can stick my foot in and pull it out really quickly. <laughs> yeah. <that's>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Or like, or like the the trap with all the brush sit on top of it, and you're like, ah, this will support my weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? These are all. Nate there. is gonna save that call for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a couple cold ones at what noon, and just yeah, fire off that tweet. Um, oh, I just won't go to bed. To Instead of going to bed, I can't at wait th- to see the gif of the bear falling into the bear trap. <laughs> All in the name of content. My pain is all in the name of content. Um, yeah, I hate that line. I don't. I don't like this game. It stinks. Um, I'm gonna watch it, but I. I'm gonna stay away from it. Um, Indiana, Michigan State. We we sort of already touched on this, but yeah. Explain to me why I should have any faith in Michigan State not turning over the ball a minimum of three times here. Oh, that probably will happen. I got no reason. And yeah, if they do no that, <laughs> I don't know how they stay within a touchdown. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, the only the you have to look at this from the other side. Indiana does not play defense. It's another get, bear trap. I get that, but if you're turning over the turnover differential, is hard for me to sit here and go. You know what game I want to I want to. It's pick. a bounce back game. Every it's, other game, Nate. They yeah. didn't turn the ball over in the Michigan game. Yeah, I know. But... You know you're going to be heartbroken, Nate, <laughs> if Michigan State wins by like three touchdowns. Oh, I'll be something. so annoyed. I'll be so annoyed <laughs> at that. It won't. That small TV might go through a window. Um... <laughs> we'll be texting you like, Nate, Indiana hasn't scored. I, mean, I told you. <laughs> right. I don't like how this, this is going. This is one right that now. I like us. Yeah, I I, I don't know anything about betting, but it's only plus seven, and I, I yeah. I just there's can't. no reason it should be plus seven. I mean, outside of the fact that Michigan State has eats a bowl of popcorn before every game and can't hold on to the football, yeah. Like the turnover, you had seven turnovers in the Rutgers game. You had three in the Iowa game. Three picks by Lombardi. I don't know if he had a fumble or not. Um, three bad picks. Bad picks. Like he bad didn't, picks. they weren't even like. <laughs> I mean, he's got. Like he just, he just 
threw them to the other team. Yeah, he threw them directly to the other team. He's thrown six touchdowns and five interceptions on the year. Yep. And you're telling me sounds, I got to – Sounds about like Rocky. You're telling me like to Rocky bet on that man? Those are Kirk Cousins' numbers right there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm going – just like all great Michigan State quarterbacks. Yep. <laughs> I'm going Indiana Or Peyton Manny his first year in the league. I'm going Indiana on that. Don't don't good don't compare Go. him to Peyton Manning. <laughs> Rocky Lombardi. I didn't hear that. That slipped never right be by in my the ear. Same sentence ever. I'm just saying, Peyton Manning threw a lot of interceptions his rookie year. He also didn't look like Rocky Lombardi. He did not. <laughs> um, Notre Dame, BC lines at 13 and a half. Over under is at 50. We think in Notre Boston Dame Col- comes Boston out- College is better. Then I think that they're given the last I agree. This is going to be a close one. This is going to be a scary game. Notre Dame's buttholes are going to be puckered up this entire game, I think. <laughs> I I sort of agree. Like, I put this on my degenerate report pick. I'm sort of regretting it. I wish I had taken the first half number, which is at 7 BC first half. Um, I've got BC here because it's the red bandana game for one. Which, oh, it's the Red Bandana game, It is too? the Red Bandana game. Oh. And they've got special jerseys this year for it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, different than the ones they've done in the past. So they have that. Now, there is no home field advantage, but, like, they'll they'll get up for that a little a little bit more. Oh, yeah. They're, Notre Dame knows they have UNC, I think, next week. So there's a, a little bit of a look ahead. They just played a physical game against Clemson. Like, even though, like, defensively you go, well, there was a ton of points— like it's a that was a really physical game at the point of contact, so you're you're probably a little beat up there, mentally exhausted. They're starting to probably have code from that field rushing. Like Notre Dame season's about to just get canceled here any week now. Give it a week, it's probably gone. Um, and you got BC, who's they got a lot on the line. They play tough. You got Phil. Phil, the quarterback, was a Notre Dame guy. There's a little bit of a revenge factor there. I, just the closer we get to the game, the more I keep talking myself out of. Boston College. I like the first half number a lot better than I like the second or the full game now. But I'm sticking with BC here because they're they're a good fo- they're a good football yeah. team. I'm just a they're little decent. nervous yeah. that Notre Dame might just say screw it and have no letdown spot because they're that good of a team maybe this year. But I don't know. Yeah. They also dropped a goose egg against what Louisville. <laughs> so yeah, you got to make sure that uh, if if you're Brian Kelly, that your uh, players don't overlook Boston College. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's a tough game. I I do think the physical toll of the Clemson game mixed with BC is it's gonna be a little tough. And it's the red bandana game, so I've got BC there. Um, Northwestern Purdue. I have. I'm not gonna lie. I have not watched a single second of either one of these football teams, but I feel <laughs> like just knowing these programs, I can already tell exactly what these are. Northwestern is like a put you to sleep, watch the grass grow team. They perform like clockwork. Purdue is not very good and relies on bang-bang plays and quick flashes in the pan, and that makes them dangerous for this game. But the line's at two and a half. Northwestern's favorite, over-unders at 51. Tell me I'm wrong in any part of that or what this is because I I haven't watched a single minute. Northwestern is just going to try to run this game into the ground. (laughs) Watch the the grass grow. And they do have (laughs) – oh, it isn't in Northwestern. I was going to say they do have the taller grass, but it's in Purdue. Yeah, I don't like two seems like I think this game is going to be close. Yeah, I I feel like it should for these two teams, but I know nothing in college is just the cultures. You change the faces, the cultures stay the same. I mean, look at Georgia. They Mm -hmm. they flip from Mark uh, Rich and they go to Kirby Smart. The exact same football program. Yeah, exact same thing. This is how all programs work for the most part. Purdue (laughs) is all about how many explosive plays can I get off in one game and that might not be great against north a northwestern team that just isn't going to change its its scheme all game it's just consistently decent that's all they do just fundamentally Hmm. decent football i feel like oh yeah and i haven't watched a single second this line flipped from purdue when it first opened yeah 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 Hmm. weird yes all That's right. all I really have to say stop, about that. I, yeah, I can't, stop I can't digest call that. these two games. We had we had a band. <laughs> I guess the game of the week. This line feels weird to me. Wisconsin at Michigan. The line's at four. Wisconsin's favored four and a half. Over-unders at 54. Um, Mertz is supposed to play, um, from what I've heard. 
Wisconsin. I don't understand this line because for me, I guess you're just the reason it's so low is the fact that Wisconsin. This is their first full week of practice, and I guess you think maybe they'll be sluggish from 15 players having COVID and being off so long. But like, in what world do we think Michigan stays within four? The same world that Iowa doesn't lose three games. I mean, Michigan can't lose three straight. It's not like the NFL where you take a year off and tear it all down and rebuild. Like, these are your players. Um, It's a must-win game for Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because it's also college football where they they haven't really practiced, but they're also kids, so it's not like they're going to be losing their wind as much or anything like that. I don't, I don't know what to do with this game, Nate. And I didn't, here, here, <laughs> unlike here's Trevor, one oh, go ahead, where sorry. I think, sorry, <laughs> here's one where I think that Michigan is actually going to benefit from fans not being in the stand because if fans were in the stand and Wisconsin was able to go there and steal a win, a win and make them lose three games in a row, I think Wisconsin would take that opportunity. I think if fans were in the stands this year, Jim Harbaugh would actually be fired because you'd yeah. actually see a lot of people there. Very good point. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh would already be out the door. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, I I just I don't know. Like, part of me is just thinking. Like, I, I think I'm probably gonna stay away from it. It's at 7:30, so who knows? My mind could probably change game day. It's not on my card. But to me, like. The only reason I wouldn't take Wisconsin is if I'm betting on the fact that they this is the first week they've had full practice in two in what twenty one days, um, yeah. or two weeks, uh, two weeks, yeah, two weeks, and they had fifteen players that had it. The quarterback had it, but I didn't see anything like with Trevor Lawrence where he was having a ton of bad symptoms, um, and maybe you think they're going to be sluggish or like not very good, but I mean they looked really good in their first game. In Michigan, I get there's that factor of like we got to play for for Jim Hardball if that's even a thing. But really, we just got to play not to be a super embarrassed on the national stage because it's the only real like big game. Um, I just don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like it just, I don't see it. I, like, like if if Wisconsin hadn't had COVID, you think they're going to be a four point dog or a four point favorite here? No, not a not chance. If Wisconsin played, this would and, be like a fourteen point, yeah, 13 right. point, yeah, yes, and. I just talked myself into it. Wisconsin, I think, is going to blow Michigan like, that's out all, because like, they're because <laughs> their quarterbacks are so bad. They leave them on an island every time. They're not like terrible, but they're left out on an island yes. for no reason. And Graham Mertz is just going to pick these boys apart. Yeah, those uh, handsy corners. I don't know if they're going to be able to handle uh, Wisconsin's wideouts. No, and the only reason, like the only thing I keep thinking in my head that's holding me back is like one, either the first week had to be a complete fluke. And two, COVID has a, had a real physical impact and mental impact to where they're just not – like they weren't doing hey, film study on their own and things like that, and they're just going to be very sluggish. But I don't – that doesn't feel like Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin doesn't feel like a team that's going to come out and make a bunch of mental lapses and be sluggish. I mean, maybe they are, but I just – I can't see it. But even if <laughs> I, they do, they'll just go to the run. They'll just go right. to the ground. Yeah. And they're much yeah. more physical at the point of contact on the line. Yeah. Much more physical. So, <laughs> so – yep. I just, they don't really have the typical Wisconsin running back, though, this year. But they year. still got the typical Wisconsin O-line. Yeah. They sure do. They <laughs> so, sure Against do. that very typical Michigan defensive line. So, um, true. I like my odds there. All right. Um, let's go through our cards, see if we pick up any other games here. I can go first. Wait, are oh. Michigan State and Illinois the only teams in the Big Ten with a seven? Everyone else is a two or a three for the lines? Um... No, um, Minnesota Iowa's three. It's moved to three and a half. It was at two and a half, I think, uh, earlier it today. Was at two and a half. Yeah. It was just weird lines. Penn all State Nebraska's the- at three. Which that game, I mean, that is. I can't imagine fun. Nebraska <laughs> or Penn State's going to keep sliding. But at the same point, I have no reason to have that they have a backstop. So the only reason I'm going to say that Penn State will probably continue to slide is because I witnessed the 3-9 and nine season where we showed up every Saturday and kept saying, there's no way Michigan State could get worse. And they got <laughs> and worse. And they did. Yeah. So, <laughs> that game I'm nervous about with Penn State because they there's nothing that's made me feel good about that team. Oh. Um, nothing. I felt good about them early in the season, like right before Ohio State. I went in there going, all right, maybe the first week was just a fluke. You know, they just they got they got spooked a little. They didn't. Yeah, look have at LSU. 
but in whew. a similar position, ex- except Penn State didn't win a national championship. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, and have the type of recruiting classes that LSU has had. Um, all right, I'll, I'll start with my card. I got Arkansas plus seventeen and a half against Florida. Florida, Dan Mullins. Hey, I didn't think he had the stones to win a big game. He won a big game against Georgia, but Georgia has no offense. That defense, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in it. That was a huge emotional swing for them. Arkansas, they are about that fight. They they are ready to brawl. They are a they are a scrappy, feisty team. Um, like that, like I said last week, they are the definition of it's not how big the not the size of the dog, but the size of the fight in the dog. Um, they are. I like them. They're a covering machine too. They're ten and zero against the spread. I think in their last ten games. Holy cow! Plus seventeen. Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman is out for that game. Mate. Is he? Yes. Okay. Sam Pittman has COVID. All right. Their head coach. Dante's peacing out, but we will see you next week, sir. Just giving our, giving our viewers a, a little why you, you you won't be heard for the little bit the ending. <laughs> yeah. <here>. Um. <laughs> I did not know that, but I'm still gonna take them. I'm still taking them. I don't I don't know that that changes much because their offense and defensive coordinator are kind of the guys that feel to me like they're really running that, and Sam Pittman is kind of the the motivator there. Hell, it might even motivate the players to go win one for the Gipper type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're gonna win the game. I think Florida is so good offensively, but 17 and a half, I like that. Uh, BC plus 13 and a half. I like, I think I'm also probably going to take the over. I'm not sold yet on that. That might be a game time decision. You'll have to see what I tweet out for my final card. Um, IU Indiana got minus seven, Oregon 10 and a half. I think one of the, I watched that. I rewatched that Oregon game. I'm not saying it was flawless. They're playing Washington state. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about Oregon is that they don't play defense. That defense is good. Like, it was the first game. I think they're going to settle in a little bit better this week. But the corners, I thought, had really good position on wide receiver most of the time. The defensive line looked like it was starting to get going. Like, I like Oregon. I think they're going to be good. Um, Army plus four against Tulane. They're coming back. That run offense is just a nightmare to deal with. Um, And then I've got West Virginia minus three. Um, They're just the superior team this week. Um, TCU is a disaster. An absolute disaster. Like they, I've watched, I've watched two TCU games and I've turned them off halfway through because of how, <laughs> how bad they are. Like I just think of that Texas game, and like I'm not saying West Virginia is super good, but they're just the better, they're the better team this week. Um, I've I've watched them both play and I don't think it's really that close. I don't think three is that close. I if it was maybe at a touchdown, I'd maybe be reconsidering it, but at three, they're better than TCU by a field goal. Yeah, hundred percent. Fair enough. Yeah, um, you've talked me into watching that Oregon game. I really need to watch Oregon this week because last year, even they weren't uh, they they weren't the same Oregon team that you remember, like the same Oregon team that's flashy and oh yeah, um, able to run all the way around you, and that they just get out muscled once they play against Stanford. They're the opposite now. They're the ones that are doing the out muscling. Yeah, like a hundred percent. And the thing with Oregon, I was surprised. Like and. I think I might have just given the opinion that they played bad against Stanford. It, they didn't play bad. I mean, they only let up 14 points. But it, it, you did see them take a little bit to really get into it. But they are a much more physical team than what you're used to in Oregon. They still have the flashiness, mm-hmm. but they are much more physical on defense, much more physical on, on the offensive line. Like it's a, it's a little bit of a different team, which is very impressive to watch. Um, but yeah, the defense is good. Like it's good. I think it's going to be very good this year. The, the I was very impressed with the secondary um, and the defensive line. Fair enough. I think for my first pick for this week is another game that I turn off all the time. It seems like it's UC. Um, they just Such blow teams team. out and they get boring. <laughs> and so to me, it doesn't really matter what the spread is. It's 27 and a half, but they've been playing so well this year that it doesn't really matter what the spread is to me. Whatever it is, I'm going to take it. I bet them almost um, so every I'm taking it's been UC minus 27 and a half right there. Um, the other game that I just started debating in my head because I was like, "Oh, Minnesota, they they blew up, they they beat up pretty good on Illinois last week," um, but so did Iowa. I wasn't sure if Minnesota's back or not, like actually kicking things back into the gear. So I might actually stay away from that game. That I was like, "Ah, <laughs> I, I kind of like Minnesota, but I don't really love Minnesota, and I don't think Iowa's as good as they show." against Michigan State last week. This week, I actually will bet on my Spartans um, just because... Head-to-head here. We're going head-to-head. Yep. 
Yep, we're I doing like a it. big old reputation game. <laughs> uh, my reputation's the, on the line here. Let's get because, the juices flowing. Um, this line smells. No other reason than this line smells. Am I going to take Michigan State here? Um, the other one, definitely Wisconsin. Definitely taking the laying the four and a half with Wisconsin against Michigan. Yeah, I'm I don't think Michigan's tomorrow. any good. I do think Wisconsin is pissed off too that they haven't been able to play the last two weeks, and so they're going to come out and Graham Mertz is just going to be given the green light, and they are just going to turn this one into a track meet real quick. Um, I said it earlier, Virginia Tech, I have to take that one. It's a bear trap game. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to this line, so I have to take Virginia Tech in this one. Um, let's see, what else do I got here? What else do I got? Anything, anything, anything. I like the BC game with you, Nate. Um, I'm on BC. Um I was going to say under, but I think that 49.5 points is kind of where I see the game going. Yeah, I think um, on that. I wanted, I wanted to see the – I wanted to say an under just because I feel like Notre Dame's not going to put up very many points after they had that huge game against Clemson. Um, and their offense seems to kind of go in spurts this year, but 49.5 kind of seems right around the line that I don't like taking an under on. Yeah. Um, it feels very well spotted. I'll say that. Like I could, yes. make, I could easily make the case for either one of the two over under. I think I lean more over because I hate taking an under and being wrong. But um, I'm with you. It's that that smells. It seems like Vegas computers teed that up almost perfectly. I guess they kind of did and they kind of didn't because I see that game being like a seven to thirteen game or a sixty point game. True. So, <laughs> that's a guess. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It's either definitely going to hit the under or definitely going to hit the over. Well, I think it'll either be really close. See, my argument would be it's either going to be really close, which gets you to that over under at forty nine, or one team's just going to blow. Like Notre Dame's just going to blow the the water out of. I didn't have a good phrase there. That's a terrible phrase, but <laughs> just absolutely destroy them. Just blow the water right out of them. <laughs> They're going to be super dehydrated come the end of that game, guys. Um, like, what was that? <laughs> just blow the water right out of them. Holy smoke. Um, yeah, either I think it's going to be really close and sort of low scoring that gets you right by that, or Notre Dame's just going to absolutely smoke them here. One of the two. But if they absolutely yeah. smoke them, then that that over under is like going to be really close. I think. Right. Yeah. If they absolutely smoke them, I mean, that overs in play just by Notre Dame alone. Yeah. Um, the other game I do kind of like. I, I I I've grown to like Ole Miss. I think they're going to put up some oh, points still in yeah. this South Carolina game. I forgot and about that game. I think I'm I think I'm taking Ole Miss minus eleven, even though they're two and four, which their record surprised me because they must just cover and put up a ton of points in every game they played, and I'm just misremembering they some of the games. But um, well, yeah. So they lost to Auburn, who's not good, but Arkansas, who is good. Yeah. And then they they're put up football. a fight against Bama, and they beat Kentucky. Yeah, and they they drop thirty five points on Florida, so they they can put up points. They just can't stop anybody. Yeah, which we already knew that. That's Lane Kiffin. So Correct. I do like this game. I do like Ole Miss in this game just because of that. Um, because I don't have faith in South Carolina to put up any points, so I don't like the over of seventy and a half here. That's gonna be yeah, I agree. It was on my radar. I kind of forgot about it. That is gonna be a watch it game because like Will Muschamp might be out if he loses here because this team is dying <laughs> quick. I think he's already probably out, but I think he's definitely out if he loses to Ole Miss here. And Lane Kiffin, I mean, he's got them going. It's I'm gonna be super interested to see what he does down at Old Miss with some resources because he'll have he'll have a couple bagmen around for oh, sure. He has some resources. Um. But yeah, I mean the offense is they're they're put up points. Be nice to see if you can get a defense, but they're putting up points. The bags only got dropped on offense this last year. And they, <laughs> they they haven't got around to defense. They need yeah. to drum up a few more a few more boosters. Fair enough. Um I think that's all for my card. I don't know if you had anything else, but I, I think that's I'm adding Wisconsin. I'll probably add a little on Saturday, so watch out for the card to be tweeted out at Trivy Kids Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um let's wrap it up with our top 10s because oh i forgot about those 
Well, I'll give you my top one, 10. One real quick news is yeah. that uh, sports betting might become legal in Michigan here very, very yes. soon. And we are very, very excited for that. Dude, it makes me so angry as I see these states around me because I'm in Ohio just start legalizing. It's like, God damn it. Like, I got West Virginia. I got Indiana. Both have it legal. I got Michigan about to have it legal. Kentucky's not going anywhere with it, which is actually kind of mm-hmm. hilarious because they totally could use it as a state. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I it it uh, I think I saw in Ohio there is a bill, and Dewine is in support of it, but it hasn't gone anywhere. Like it's just sitting on somebody's <laughs> desk, essentially. Um, not to get like political about Sounds it. Sounds like a lot of things these days, right? Yeah, like I think because Corona <laughs> hit, I think it was it was gonna. From my understanding, it was like it was gonna be processed. There's a bill. Damn it, Titans just scored. Well, that's actually good for my over. Um, yeah, DeWine, I think, supports it, and in, in the state legislature supports it, but it's just, like, corona hit and a bunch of other things hit, and they just haven't. It's just sitting on a desk somewhere now. Um, but hopefully someday. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Michigan was expecting a lot more money from legalizing sports gambling when they did back before March Madness, and I was all pumped to be able to go down there. So I think they're just speeding up the online um, availability. You have to have it. Yeah, so you have to have online. They're, they're, they're on the front doorstep. They're on that... 10 yard line just about to cross the goal line they're starting to advertise it here so it's it's gonna be fun nice all right top 10 i'll give mine since you do not have one you can criticize mine if you'd like i have one all right well i'm gonna start number one and work my way work my way down go in reverse order this Start with number one number one my top dog my top chief i got alabama top top of the line right now i don't love it but i love it as I don't really love any team right now as much as I, I was beforehand, but I think they're the best team as of right now, um, and they are the clear-cut number one product out there, we'll say. Okay. <laughs> That's what I got, are number we, one. Are we are we doing this alternating? or I can just go through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll just okay. go through it. Number two, Notre Dame. Notre Dame proved last week that they're for real. I think you have to put respect on that name. That is a capital N, capital D now on ND. Um they're in the big boys club. For a while, it was, you know, they're over super rated. They've got all this talent but never do anything. They show they can win big games. They show that they can handle big moments. Um, that's good. I like them defensively and offensively right now. Ohio State, number three, clear cut. I want to see a little bit more out of them before I put them number two, but I think they'll probably replace my Notre Dame at number two here, but I want to see a little bit more out of that defense. The offense looks phenomenal, though. Number four, Clemson. I mean, you bring Trevor Lawrence back, that's a different team, but. They do stumble like every Clemson team does, but I fully expect them by the end of the year to just be a juggernaut, um, as they always are. Um, They're a little banged up right now, so we'll see. Number five, UC Bearcats. Number five, UC Bearcats. This is a good, good, good football team. Um, The reason they are number five and not number six, and my number six is not number five, just comes down to coaching. I think Luke Fickle is a little bit better of a a coach right now, but my number five and my number six, you could flip them any direction you want, and I would give it to you every day and twice on Saturday. Um, BYU, my number six team. I've I've said this. I was on the BYU wagon real early in the season. I'm talking Mm -hmm. week one. I was saying Zach Wilson should be the Heisman candidate. I see everybody getting on BYU now, everybody getting on them as a betting wagon. This team, I know Boise State was down there two quarterbacks, but there's no part of that game where you watch and you weren't impressed with the offense, with the defense, with the the way they play football. Um, They are a very good football team. Number seven, Florida. Great football team. Great offensive football team. The defense, though, I still have a lot of questions and concerns there. I don't know if they can really. Ha- I know they. Ha- I know they beat Georgia, and Georgia is a, a big boy program, but Georgia has no offense, so I'm very nervous there. Texas A&M. I think they're a little bit of a fraud, at my number eight spot. I put them at eight because I just can't put them ahead of any of the other teams. I think of. Um, they did beat Florida. I know, but. I think if you run that back, Florida beats them now. I think you could coin flip that game. If you want to, okay. if you put them in, I'm not going to have an argument if you put them seven and um, I and you, if you put them seven and I have them at eight or whatever you want to do there, um, I don't have a huge problem with that. But I just think Florida, I think if you run that back, they are the better 
I think they get them the second time around. I don't have a lot of faith in Texas A&M. Maybe that's just my brain not fully recognizing how good they are. Uh-huh. But I just see Texas A&M just folding under the big lights again. Uh, Miami at nine. I don't love the nine spot, but you know they're they're a good football team right now. We'll see. I, I'm not really. I don't have a lot of conviction at my nine and ten. My 10 is Oregon only because I want to see that offense do a, a little bit more. Stanford, I had zero expectations defensively. Um, I want to see if they're – Oregon I have as number 10 instead of number 9 because the other part is we all know the story of the Pac-12. They are the snake that eats themselves every year. I'd love to put Oregon higher, but until you can prove that you can get through a Pac-12 season without losing to, like, Kevin Sumlin down in Arizona, um, <laughs> I'm not going to – I'm not putting you higher at this point. Uh, but they are a good football team. They, they look like to be a very competitive football team this year. Fair enough. Uh, my number one, I'm going to go with Notre Dame here because they have won the biggest game okay. of the year. Um, that's simply it. Alabama hasn't really beaten anybody necessarily, but they do look really good. So I'm yeah. going to go Notre Dame one, Alabama two, um, for the fact that I stated they're Bama. I mean, it is what it is. Um, and then number three, I'm going to go with, Clemson because they did look really good against Notre Dame, who is now the number one team in the country in my book. <laughs> Without their so best player. <laughs> they're they're going down to number three. They exactly. And they the best linebacker. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and they were missing some key starters on defense. Yep. So that'll be a whole different game next time when they play each other in the ACC championship game. Um, so I, I love to see that matchup. I can't wait. And then number four, Ohio state, Ohio state's kind of weird. They look good, but they don't play anybody and they haven't played anybody at least not really on the schedule. And this week they're not going to get any better because their game got canceled. Yeah. I was um, super looking forward to this game to see what the, de- not that I think Maryland would have even come close, but Maryland's playing good offense. I would have loved to see what that defense did against a team that plays offense like Maryland does and against a quarterback like Tua. That was my big, like, I can't wait. Cause this will, this will justify me putting them higher if this defense comes out and plays very good. So I'm bummed that that game got canceled. Right. And the craziest thing is that they don't know well, they do play Indiana, but outside of that, they don't play anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Maryland got might be ball. the second best team that they play. That includes <laughs> Penn state. Yeah, it's a cakewalk. I mean, Penn State looks bad. It's a cakewalk schedule right now. <laughs> so they literally played Maryland and then Indiana, who I think could lose to Michigan State simply because of the up-down theory. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, uh, and so Maryland could be one of the better teams that Ohio State plays this year, and that game got canceled. Um, so where was I? I was at four. So five and six are going to be just like yours. They're going to be a coin flip. I'm going UC first as well um, just because it's Luke Fickle. Uh, and then BYU is number six, the two undefeated non-Power 5 teams that I hope have a chance How to about, make it into the college football playoff, but I really don't think they're end up going to end up having a chance. Did you hear – it's too bad they didn't cancel this Ohio State game. I mean, they would never do it. But did you hear the BYU coach, because their schedule is going to get uh, called short here, um, they only have two games left, where he's like, we'll get on a plane and play anybody. Like, we're trying to add games right now. He's like – we, That's we want, what I wanted to see. We I want to see UC and BYU play each other. Yeah, like if they ended up slow or if, like with an extra week, like yeah, if somebody ends up with an extra week, it's possible because he he's down for it. He's like calling every conference. Him and the AD are calling like every conference. Like, hey, if you have an extra spot, we'll fly and play you. <laughs> and if I was UC, I'd be picking up the phone, doing and the same thing that game because that's really the only way. That Either of these two teams yeah. making it into the college football playoffs, as if they play each other to make God it into the college damn, football playoffs. Would that be playoffs. awesome? Would that be that so would be, awesome? You just you just made my <laughs> night, Nate. I didn't know that that was going on at BYU. Yeah. So if that if they end up working that out with UC, um, anybody they haven't worked it with like a specific team yet, but they're just calling conferences and teams to be like, yeah, hey, I'm if you need a game, saying that we'll they play. have to make it out. They have to make this work with UC. If I was UC, I'd be canceling any games on my schedule <laughs> to make that work. Whichever one needs to be canceled would be canceled yeah. immediately. Oh. Um, so, anyways, that's that's my uh, that's my five and six. Um, seven is going to be A and M, simply because they beat Florida. Um, I'm I'm with you though too. I I'm not sure they're really better than Florida. Eight's going to be Florida. Yeah. Um, a lot of coin nine, flips here. You could, you could I was going to say, I was going to just keep on going with Miami, but I don't like Miami that much. Um, so I'll do something a little bit more off the wall. I'm going to put Wisconsin at nine um, because we don't nine. know how they look. I mean, they looked yeah. amazing in that first game. They've only played one game. 
Um, but so has my number 10 team because my number 10 team is Oregon. So oh, both the two teams in 9 and 10 have only played one game. So we'll see how they go. I did have Coastal Carolina and Marshall. I figured the gig is up now that there's more teams actually in this <laughs> yeah. um, now. So I figured eh, 100% no more of those the gig is up. So, <laughs> the gig is up there. So I'm going to put some it was a, fun uh, ride a little bit more lasted. fun teams. And we're going to go Wisconsin at 9 and Oregon at 10. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We'll see how it plays this week. Should be interesting. I'm going to soak it all up because I don't know how much more of this football we're going to get. I hope we get a full season, but I'm going to soak it all in while we can. Um, and we'll see. I'm going to make a – I've been thinking about starting a series of, like, what foods to make so you can just watch football. But this weekend you can do whatever you want. But I'm thinking a uh, little uh, beef stew. Maybe some egg noodles. Egg noodles? Yeah. A little beef <laughs> stew egg noodles headed, headed beef my way this and weekend. Egg noodles. That's Nate's what I was feeling. Meme. Um, All right, that'll do it for us. As always, peace. Peace.